Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host Rich Polly and joining me today is um, both seen and heard by multiple people on multiple occasions, Liam Baker. Well, what? Bonjourno. Hello, how are you? <laughs> wow, very continental. And also joining us, it's a chuckling goblin who can only be seen and heard if Liam's not in the room blocking out all light from the sun. Ben Hibbert. I'll just stick with like, and hello. Hello. <laughs> I did nice. a little wave, simple. but you couldn't see it. Why do you <laughs> sound like a dodgy DM trying to introduce a villager? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, travellers. <laughs> I come to I'm bring not, the X-Wing news. I'm not sure what's going on today, but I'm not going to be doing any more Mickey Mouse impressions unless I receive an NDA from Asmodee, in which case I shall do a Mickey Mouse impression while I read it out. It doesn't um, matter, because Tim can just play it whenever we feel like it. That is true. That is true. And I expect he's going to edit it in at this point just to make me feel sad. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, I don't want to know how Liam got his voice to go that high that suddenly, but um, I'm guessing he's not going to be talking in a normal voice for a while. Um, Includes a voice. Just stupid accent. <laughs> Right, um, we've got some stuff to talk about today, some pretty exciting news has come out into the community um, over the last uh, kind of week or so. Um, I think it was about a week or so ago it came out, at the back end of last week. Um, so we're recording this as usual on a Monday night. Um, we heard on, what day was it? It started doing the rounds, the 12th. So that was what, a Friday? Yeah, Friday of last week. Um we started seeing posts um, around Discord of people going, I've seen this posted somewhere else. And everyone was like, but what's the source? Fortunately, we know Chris Mitchell. And we said, is this legit? And Chris was like, yeah, it's legit. We can't say much more, but yeah, it's legit. So the long and the short of it is, before I keep babbling on about whether it is or isn't true, is that we're going to get some form of structured, organized play back into the UK supported by Asmodee and Atomic Mass Games, um, featuring X-Wing Armada Legion, as well as other things, which probably means maybe Shatterpoint, possibly something else. Um, who knows? Um, so they've said, uh, we're thrilled to announce a new series of epic Star Wars tabletop gaming events uh, brought to you by the UKTC. So these are the people that run the LGC, the London Grand Championship, um, which was one of our two world qualifiers for the last couple of years. Um, the regional champs, uh, but it says prepare for a new era of organized play. The regional champs, the North, Sheffield, GT, July 13th to 14th. Uh, the South, Reading GT, November 16th to 17th. Uh, those are both 2024. And then thinking really far in advance, a whole 12 months, uh, the Midlands, Nottingham GT, January 11th to 12th, 2025. Um, they've also said, that's not all. We're also hosting a special international event at the London Grand Tournament set for the 27th to the 30th of September 24, which would be a chance to compete against the best from around the globe. Um, so what they've said is these are community run by the community for the community. The game system will be headed up by familiar faces and community leaders who are going to help to make sure that the tournament experience is excellent. And that they are fully supported by Asmodee and Atomic Mass Games um, and more details to come. That's the that's the too long, didn't read, still quite long uh, version <laughs> of it. Um, but they have kind of said there is this is this is the beginning of a massive refresh of our organized play scene, a direct path from store championships to regionals to nationals and to international level, all on the horizon, more announcements to come. So initial kind of thoughts ben what do you think no it's good um i mean we was just talking before about maybe trying to go to the mall yeah because um, obviously the the sheffield one i think we said it came on friday on sale on friday didn't they i think is that what we said yeah on the 19th um, yeah so the sheffield ones are going to be up for sale it wasn't on the original announcement but they announced it later on that the sheffield ones are going to be up um, on the 19th of January for sale somewhere. Yeah, so, I don't know where yet. So that's this Friday? Yeah, I'll get tickets <laughs> for that because I, I can drive to that. It, it's not a problem. Yeah. And then see how that goes and maybe buy tickets to the others. I've got a bit more time for the others, haven't we? Yeah. 
yeah, we don't know when the the other ones' tickets are going up. But I mean, the Sheffield ones in July, so I don't think there's going to be a rush for tickets for it. But you know, that said, people said that about the Sith Taker Open, and then it sold out in less than two days. So um, I suspect that the the hunger for the um, remaining tournament players in kind of the UK and Europe might see this as amazing. Finally, we've got proper organised play again. Let's go and gobble them up. Especially given some actual notice this time, because the last one's been short notice, really, haven't they? Um, yeah. Do you, want, do you want a big tournament? It's in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what are you? What's your initial response to this, Liam? Uh, it's good news. Like, yeah. it's actually nice that we're seeing official op that isn't just here's a store champ kit and here's a world's open qualifier it's we've heard you you want proper op have some so okay my initial response to this was good at last something and i i i don't want to toot me on flute but (laughs) i felt i felt for the last couple of years like our big event was carrying kind of big scale op um even with store championships there was just nothing else you know dylan ran the welsh open kind of as a let's have another one because one's not enough let's have another big event and that that was great and you know we were starting to do community stuff but having something that's actually sanctioned by um amg and asmodee is um is really good um i it's been kind of headlined is by the community for the community with support from those companies so this isn't i don't i don't know if this is an amg thing or an asmodee thing if this is somebody from the kind of big event organizing scene has gone to them and said look we're going to run these massive things we want to run star wars as a as a track or whether there's something else to it um we've heard enough rumors about splits between Asmodee and well not splits but disagreements between Asmodee and AMG about um organized play. Um AMG don't like it for any of the game systems. So like Shatterpoint has no OP and no plan for OP. Um they've, well, they've said that from the out well they've said it from the outset and um, where Asmodee are very into running OP for their main game systems. You know they they own distribution rights for for Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and you know they've owned X-Wing for a long time. You know they own a lot of lot of games. Like I'm pretty sure that they like owned um, what was it called? Game of Thrones when it was big on the card game scene, and L5R when it was big on the card game scene. Anyway, all of these games um, owned by Asmodee. Keyforge was another one. Went huge, massively into OP very very early, and that was came out of Asmodee as well. Um, where AMG are like avowedly almost opposed to organized play. Um, and certainly they're not doing it on purpose for the games that they own. Um, so this does feel to me like it's being done in spite of AMG, not because of AMG. Um, to be honest, I don't care because I'm happy that it's happening. Um, and if it's official, you know, because it's got the support of the parent company and we get official swag and it's all nice and it's designed or whatever, cool, sweet, brilliant. You know, if we get... A grand, a world qualifier, or a grand championship that's got more than thirty-five people at it in the UK—that would be fantastic, um, you know. And then being able to say, look, if you organise these in advance, if you put good loot up, if you support your game system, suddenly you get three hundred people, or two hundred people, or one hundred and fifty people turning up to two events a year to play this game because it's still wildly popular. And that's when you start seeing people growing because people say, "Oh, X-wing's dead, isn't it?" And you say. No, actually, there's three world qualifiers um, each year that get 150 in the UK and then a big international thing in London. And then the winner of that gets paid flights to Worlds in Chicago at Adepticon and blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, okay. is there anything new? And you go, yes, there's new stuff. Look at all these packs. And they go, oh, and then they buy and then they come back. And then, you know, that's how you build game systems. So, yeah, anyway, that's my slightly less than first initial impressions. That was me having thought about it over the weekend kind of thing. I mean, have have either of you got any sort of deeper thoughts about it other than, yay, tournaments? 
No, I'm just pretty pretty happy that we're, uh, <laughs> we've got tournaments. Quite frankly, um, you do all your you do all your hard thinking at work. You do hard thinking on your off hours. No, it's just you know it's um, it's just good because it's it's an excuse for us all to meet up. It's, there's always like friends there, so it's good. Yeah. You know, people we don't get to see necessarily as much due to like travel distance. Like Dom, for example. Obviously, we we talk online, but we don't get to see each other in person very often. So mm-hmm. It's always nice to meet up and go for food or something and have a few beers or whatever. The, the X-wing is like heard the, a rumor. the byproduct, if I'm honest. Of yeah. the, I was going to say, I heard a it. rumor. I genuinely heard a rumor that apparently you can go and visit people and spend time with them without needing to play games at the same time. No, but no, you know, we've all got kids, we've got families. It's not it's not always as easy as that, you know. I, I know. My friend lives across the road from me and I haven't seen him for a year. I only saw him on Thursday because someone died, you know. Because <laughs> you were both putting your bins out at the same time. No, we but, went to a funeral, but, you know. And he oh, literally right. lives, he lives like a two-minute walk from a house. But yeah. life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, you say no, someone it died. is good. Pardon? You say someone died? Yeah, loads of people die all the time. I'm jealous. So am I. But right. I've told you later, record it, send it me, make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not let's not go down this route, please. Thank you. I want your reaction video. <laughs> my I my react- that not everyone has as dark a humour as me and Liam. <laughs> my, my my reaction video is just me with my head in my hands, going, "Why do I talk to these bellends once every week?" I don't uh, know. Don't worry, swear, we, doing, we didn't swear. I didn't swear neither of the words <laughs> bell or ends are swear words. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. You've just so upset anyway. my child. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing that upsets your child the most is that she has to live with you. <laughs> hey, easy, easy. Um right. Um I'm so sad yeah. I have to live with me as well. <laughs> so tur- tournaments anyway. Um I mean really good to see that they're being so we we know that the uk ones and we don't well first of all we don't know if there's anything outside the uk because we've only seen announcements about uk by people that run the uk tc um so we we know that asmodee are involved amg are involved and big uk tournament organizers we know that chris mitchell who has been the marshal head judge world's judge who's come from the uk for the last years um i don't know how many years it's been um is involved because he's told us he is um and we know that you know he's already looking into what this is going to mean and he has kind of teased in a couple of chats we're in with him well not teased because he's not like that but he's kind of said there's loads more stuff that we need to tell you but we're not allowed to tell you it yet so you know hold fire and we'll start making announcements when we can so um like the the teaser at the bottom of this one kind of talks about store championships, regionals, nationals, and internationals, and that's back into that ramping up organised play thing. Where at the minute it's like you've got store championships and worlds and nothing in between. Um, you know, you don't feel like you're going to your lo- little local event. You feel like even little local events are things to be hammered by everybody because you know there's stuff to win and. In, invites on the line whereas if you go to a store championship and the winner of that gets an invite to a you know to worlds but then if you go to a regional the top four get it and you go to a national the top eight get it or even a regional the top two get it or whatever but that kind of scaling thing um also takes away the demand to have 753 store championships going on across the world you know with i wonder if we're going to get nationals as well then because we've got regionals obviously announced here and then yeah. we've got a special international. Well, it says national in between regional and and international. So, yeah, that's what I mean. So, what by that I mean, are we going to have more events announced? Because we haven't actually got a national event uh, announced yet. We've yeah, got the international one down London and the regionals. The oh yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, so that'd be the- cool. Yeah, do you know what I'd like them to bring back? It, like you know, like if you win a store champ, you get a buy at a regional, and then if you're in a regional, you get like a buy at nationals. It was always fun. I always find that really weird because it was, oh, it's funny. Congratulations, you've won your prizes to play less the next time you pay to go to a tournament, and the first round as well is when. 
you get the easy you game. Get the easier, not always, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, but I, do, you, do you remember the store champion? Or was it the regional that was held at Element? where Bob basically sent an email round to all yeah. of the people who had a buy and invited them up to his house. And then for the for the two hours early in the morning when everyone else was registering and playing the first round, they all sat and had a luxurious, massive banquet of a breakfast um, that Bob's wife had cooked up for them. I'm um, sure Bob went on to lose every match, though. I mean, par for the course, eh? <laughs> I know. I remember Colin doing it. He's like, couldn't figure out where he was going to cash in his his regional buy. Yeah, he finally decided on a smaller one. He's like, I'll do it here, and it gives me a good chance. And then just lost every single, like, really badly lost. It was miserable. Yeah. Well, that was. I think that's always the thing. I think that's the thing that I've I've realised. Um, so, by the way, if anybody was a bit concerned about me, and I, and I had a lovely um, lovely series of messages from a couple of people, um, including Steve Bolton, who who is. While while we make fun of him a little bit that he can't read the bottom half of cards and all that kind of stuff, he is genuinely one of the loveliest people in the world. He also um, likes it when you make fun of him. <laughs> As do I, actually. I quite like being insulted. It makes me laugh. Um, so go so, at me, it's fine. <laughs> so Steve Steve reached out to me and kind of said, um, and it's it's just linked back to what we're talking about is. Like I was worried about worlds. I was feeling really down because I, you know I lost these tournaments and I'd like put a lot of pressure on myself and kind of. Um, some of the things that people said to me were, you know, don't try and validate your existence by your ability to win at plastic spaceships. It doesn't make you a better or a worse person. Um, and don't approach any tournament that you go to with the mindset of, I have to do well. Because um, if you approach a tournament with the mindset of, I'm going to get to play five games against some good people and I'm going to have fun, that was the mindset I had when I was doing well at tournaments. And then as soon as I started thinking, I'm doing well at tournaments, so now I have to do well at tournaments, I have to try hard, then I started doing badly at tournaments. So maybe I just need to reset my brain for what I'm expecting when I go to tournaments. Pick something relatively good, but just go to enjoy myself and have a good time. Um, and then, yeah, anyway, Steve reached out to me and kind of said, you know, if you're going to Worlds, don't put any pressure on yourself because... You know, he'd been in the same situation as me where it's like, I'm spending all this money to not go away with the family, to go away by myself. Oh, I better make sure it's worth it. I better win. I've got to do well. You know, I've got to get into the main tournament and blah, blah, blah. And he said he had a miserable time the first time he went because he put all the pressure on himself. The second time he went, he was just like, I'm going to go and have fun because I've got no expectations of doing well at Worlds now. So I'm just going to go and enjoy Adepticon. And he had an absolute mint time. So <laughs> that's... That has really helped. So um, I just want to thank Steve for that set of messages because he was like, he was all like, I hope you don't get annoyed that this is unsolicited. But and I was like, no, actually, it's quite welcome. So um, it was the picture I'm, that he sent unsolicited was a bit awkward, though, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was. It was very. It was very lovely. Anyway, just just a bit of a non sequitur there, Ben. Thank you. No, it was I lovely. Off a bit that, didn't it? It, it did. It did. Was you remembering uh, the picture? You're like, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. Picture. I was. I was thinking back to um, better days when people used to send me unsolicited sexy pictures. But I'm a forty. <laughs> I'm a forty six year old dad of two now, so I don't get any of that nonsense. Don't pretend that ever happened to you. You great big liar. <laughs> <laughs> only, only your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not often. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, um, a l little bit of a little bit of a segue off into that, but um, yeah, these tournaments are. I I'm quite excited by them. Um, I'm quite excited to um get along to one. Hopefully, maybe two of them. Um, I definitely think I'll be able to blag Nottingham, uh, not Nottingham, Sheffield. Um, and then we'll see about Nottingham because they're both about as far away from me as each other. Um, and it's easier to blag away an overnight on the other side of the Pennines than it is to blag seven days in Chicago. So, <laughs> I mean, the Sheffield one would be pretty easy because it's home of the, the most delusional X-Wing squadron in the world. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if there's a prize for deluded grandeur, it's, uh, yeah. Well, we... we, we, we... <laughs> We, we we needed a new large squadron to have beef with, didn't we? So let's go. Yeah, it'd be nice squadron. when one turns up. 
to be to be fair, they are probably the biggest squadron in the country at the moment on on sheer number of people who all turn up to tournaments wearing the same t-shirt. So, you know, well, my favorite thing is when I was discussing this with the Sheffield guys, and they were like, "Who's bigger than us? Who's more successful than us?" And I went, "The one eighty sixth. And they went, "They don't count." <laughs> they don't count anyone's so dis- in there and I was like well I'm so- not so that's, un- that's untrue <laughs> so discount- discounting the most successful squadron currently still playing X-Wing who is more successful than us <laughs> and that's when I said Sith Takers and he went no I don't think you're true I don't think that's right and I was like it is and I was like you might be third <laughs> that's about it we're not we're not here to do a show us your medals. It's not Alan Hansen on match of the day. Well, that's this the thing is, they um, haven't got any medals because they got all their invites by lo- by coming well losing to someone who'd already got one. <laughs> <laughs> right, Liam, you can take up this piece directly with the residents of Steel City. If you could all that in a macho man Randy Savage voice, I would have been so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you get those world invites from? That was horrible. When it comes to talking about getting world invites, I'm just not I'm just gonna be quiet. Don't worry though, because if you go and you get through the last chance qualifier, you did better than Liam. Well, what's really funny is that there's three people going from the Sith Takers going into the last chance qualifier. So we've got Matt Flockhart, we've got me, and we've got Sean Milligan. Now, Sean, I've known since I was 19 and he was 16. And he lives about five minutes drive away from me. So we are either going to be paired in round one of the LCQ (laughs) or round four. So we're either going to, because, so the LCQ, the way the LCQ runs is that for every 16 players, there's going to be one invite. So if there's 16 people in the LCQ, one invite, if there's 32, two invites and so on. What that means is that you have to go four and oh, there is not going to be a three and one player who gets in. Um, You get into Worlds by going four and oh in the LCQ. So if you meet one of your chums from home or a friend, an intentional draw won't cut it because you need to be four and zero to get through. Um, so is that basically, because <sighs> obviously I'm not going, so I've not really looked into it too much. Yeah. So the the the, the way that the event is structured is that I, I suppose if a whole bunch of people all did IDs, but then they would just take it to the next. Um, so if that meant that you know an extra person was going to get through the worlds because you had you know seven four and O's and two three and ones, they would just be like, well, whoever's the top of the three and ones is getting through because we're only taking eight people in. Um, so you wouldn't guarantee that you both went through. The only way to do it would be if everybody ID'd every game, and then they would just take you through alphabetically. Um, but they, they've already said that because I made it as a joke. I was like, oh well, lols, what if we do this? And they were like, then you know. One one in sixteen people would randomly get to go and play in worlds, and everybody else wouldn't. <laughs> I, I fair enough. And you'd also, you know, have that one guy who played a game just to secure his, just to secure his place. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a joke. But the, um, yeah, no. So um, it, I mean, it, it makes sense because you basically had to go, you basically had to go four and zero at a store championship to win an invite, except for when they started passing down. Um, but they. If somebody's playing in the LCQ who already has an invite, then it will be passed down, which was the weird thing in the rules because it's like, well, why would you play in the LCQ if you already had an invite? I don't Maybe know. you just want to play more X-Wing. You were saying earlier you don't know why someone would want to play more X-Wing. Yeah, no, but there's an event that runs concurrently to the LCQ called the, 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 the Pre-Worlds Warm-Up or something, which has got four games as well. So you don't have to play in it to get tickets. You don't, you know, it's... Maybe it's just someone like know. Liam who wants to crush someone else's dreams. I was going to say, that could be it. Like, that very much could be it. Is it, do you want to make four people sad? Bring your invite-toting carcass into the LCQ and beat four people while laughing all the way. wear your invite round your neck just so yeah. more that you're already in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm only here to upset you. Let's go. Well, that's how I ended up winning... This world's invite. I was there to just crush the dreams of four people. Well, by crushing the the dreams, but by crushing the dreams of three people, you then ended up in the final, and then you won that one too. Yeah. And Tim was the real dream crusher because he got the old pair down and a poor Tom Veal, and then beat him on the last roll of the dice. Poor Tom Veal took the victory away from him, which is all that I needed. Or was it a draw? 
It was a yeah, draw. Yeah, it was a draw. Yeah, and I remember Tom sitting for about 10 minutes after the game, staring at all of the game state, trying to figure out if he'd forgotten something. And every so often he would go, but what it? And then Tim would go, no, because, and it was really funny. Um, which I think Tom saw how funny it was, like, about an hour later. Mm, um, about a month later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he won an invite. I still haven't, so, you know, whatever. And I'm not going to Northern Ireland to win an invite this weekend or to Basingstoke. So Northern Ireland and Basingstoke have their store championships coming up this weekend, which is, we think, the last two chances in the UK to win a store invite. So if you are still chasing one uh, and you can make it to the very south coast or literally a different country, um, then work away. But sadly, I am rubbing the brass pennies together that are stopping the moths from flying out of my wallet for the next two weeks. So it is January. It's beans on toast month. It's a good job. I like eating beans on toast. Um, (laughs) So, right. Okay. That's organized play. We're pretty happy. Um, I think you can tell um, that, you know, there's going to be big tournaments again. So uh, it'll be sweet to catch up with you guys um, if you start making it along to those. Um, just quickly on the Sith Taker Open, um, I know a lot of our listeners um, are uh, coming and are hyped and are starting to prepare for it and start to think about it and what they're going to do. Um, we started sending out some emails about things like dietary requirements and fixed table requirements and stuff like that. If you have one, please let us know sooner rather than later because Element is going to be at capacity. Um so we need to work with them to figure out how we're going to work in things like fixed tables. Um, similarly, we need to order food quite far in advance because it's a different place now. Um, so if you've got a dietary requirement that isn't covered by vegetarian or vegan, or I'll eat anything, I don't care, um, then please do let us know as well. Um, so I think the other thing to say is we've got a message off Koga 2 that our um, price support for cut is um on the way or it should be posted today i think michaela said it was going to be posted today um so we're quite looking forward to seeing that as soon as we've got it we'll start sending pictures out and around of it and sharing it so we can see what it looks like um we've got a giant box of world uh world's stuff so last year from worlds um when they basically emptied the um the treasure chest of um 2020 loot into um, Chris and Tim and Louis hands and said take that back to the UK and distribute it we picked up quite a lot of it a lot of that is going to be used for day two price support um, we've not quite decided what we're going to do and uh, in terms of an event yet but uh, whatever we do day two will probably involve indoor being legal as long as it makes street date um, so basically we want people to be able to play with new toys if they've managed to get their hands on them on the Friday but we can't do it for the uh, the main event on the Saturday because of rules and being fair, basically. But the Sunday, which is a casual event, you know, if you've managed to get your hands on an indoor pack, you'll be able to use it. Um, we've also got a whole bunch of other kind of third party and stuff that's been uh, and, and official stuff that's been donated that we're going to have again on a bounty table. We've got a really cool, actually, Swarm Tactics card that Vector Squadron have made for us as well that we're going to be handing out. So I'm really excited about it. Um, and everything's going really well. And I'll be playing this year. Ben's going to be running it along with Sean and Johnny. Um, Nikki uh, Burnett, Best Burnett, is going to be um, manning stream again. And we might be getting some special guest commentators in because she doesn't like to commentate. So we might be getting some special guest commentators in over the course of the day. Um, we've had quite a few people kind of say, I don't want to come and play, but I want to come and hang out what can I do? And we're like, you can always go and talk on stream as long as you remember not to swear. So, <laughs> or, or drink a whole bottle of gin and call out the whole of America. Well, uh, the bottle of gin, gin drinker might be turning up. I don't think he will. I don't uh, think he's he will. been, he's been sending me lists. That he's been looking I say. at. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. So, so for long time listeners, our, our old host will, um, who, <gasps> Is is a pre-COVID host of the of the show, so um, you have to think back quite a long time. And and former lover of Nantex before they were even really broken. He only liked them when no, they were no, a little they were bit broken. broken. They were broken then. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't in the six Nantex period. He'd quit by then. Um, could you imagine they, if he hadn't? It would have been dreadful. They were still broken. 
yeah. Um, so Will is, um, I think he's has he passed out of the army now? No, next, next month. Right. So he's passing out. He's moving back from London to Manchester. Um, and he's going to be around again, basically. So um, hopefully he's going to get back in because uh, it'll be great to see him again. Um, but yeah, he might be making a uh, might be making a special guest appearance at the STO. So we'll see. Um, Bit off topic, but the other night I fell asleep in bed with my phone in my hand, and I met, I sent him about thirty messages of just me <laughs> snoring because <laughs> i woke up in the morning and i had a missed call from him like dead late because sometimes he phones me in the morning when i'm driving to work and we have a chat because he's up dead early too um yeah and <laughs> i just saw this missed call at half 11 i was like what's up with will is he okay and then i looked at all my messages and there's just like 30 of just me snoring <laughs> like fair enough that's how you know it's true love between you two if you just <laughs> You just phone each other up to hear each other sleep. Isn't it nice? Uh, I miss Will. Yeah, I <laughs> miss Will. The one thing that Will never did was miss. <laughs> don't don't get him on the Coriolis effect. It's terrible. <laughs> right, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to um, to talk about some store championships that have happened in America. Um, are we? Because I look at the first one and I'm like, ah, oh, only six players appear to have played in this one. Scattered Deck Store Championship number two was won by somebody mm-hmm. found three arcs, two torrents, and a Z95 called Jokus. Um, he went 4-0 and and he was... They look like more have played, to be fair. Yeah, there's, there's a, a couple of, of people have played, played one, drawn one, and then dropped. Or played one, lost one, and then dropped. Um, so... And then two people who've played one, lost three, but stayed in. So anyway, um, Jokus has won with uh, nobody's going to be surprised. It's five things from Siege of Coruscant and then boost for two points. So uh, three arcs, two torrents and boost in a Z95, um, which is nice. Um, So well done to Jokus for winning your store championship invite. Um, and then we've also got the Scattered Deck Store Champion. I oh, know that's the same one. I've clicked on the same <laughs> one twice. Red Dragon Store Champions. Is it Red Dragon Store Champions? Yeah, but this is a bit interesting because it's extended. Yeah, so yeah, extended is always a bit of fun. So Because you've got um, uh, the winner has been using a um, E-Wing. Yeah, Gavin Darklighter, Saw Guerrera in a U-Wing, and then Bodica, Keo, and Sabine. So lots of critting. But Bodica, Keo, Sabine are, are all good ships. Like, we know they're good ships. Yeah. Um, and then just throwing extra crits in with Gavin's ability, um, plus Saw stopping people from re-rolling attacks, neutering down those alpha strikes that have been coming in recently uh, with the ability. So, oh, no, that's oh, Magva. Good. What's Saw's ability? Oh, it gives, it gives offensive re-rolls, isn't it? So, Don't they yeah. have to be damaged or something? Yeah, damaged ships get offensive re-rolls. So basically means Bodica's going to get re-roll fairly quickly but um sabine gets a re-roll just before she dies you'll get to re-roll just before they die it was a star viper someone's brought a star viper and a kirex yeah i mean i always feel it a bit weird like extended tournaments it always feels weird to me because it's like you you want to throw extended chips in because you can but you know Somebody's used a Wookiee gunship and an E-Wing. Whisper. Yeah, there's one with a a Wookiee gunship and an E-Wing, and um, he's played one and and then dropped. But And and there's not actually a proper list put in, but it's like a Wookiee gunship, an X-Wing, an E-Wing, and a a U-Wing. Walk Um, into a bar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably was never a good list, but... You know, it's like it's extended is so weird. Like people just put kind of extended chips in because they can. So like somebody's used a Phantom and done all right. They've gone like two and two. Um, Phantoms I mean, are fun to fly though, so that could be. And it, let's Whisper's got a lot of love, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whisper's Whisper's still good. BT one passive sensors and marksmanship. Oh, that's a rough loadout. Guess there's no loadout for anything else, but ability gives her everything she needs anyway. Passive so. sensors as well. <laughs> yeah. That's nonsense. So anyway, well done to Jean Coilier or Jean Coiler. I don't know how you pronounce it. 
Oh, it's Ottawa. Oh, it's definitely French, right? Uh, Jean Coilier, well done to him uh, for winning that uh, extended. Um, always a bit of fun. Um, but as I said, never quite sure about it. Um, and then the last one that we're going to talk about is the World's Qualifier, World's Open Qualifier in Chile. Um, so. Oh, it's on Longshanks as well. I prefer Longshanks. <laughs> All the way done, yeah. People's names it, on it. I just find it easier to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So at 22 people, one of the larger world's qualifiers that's happened this year. Um, sad that I can say that and not be immediately laughed out as being demonstrably untrue. Um, I think it's about the same size as quite a few of them that have happened. Um, so it was won by Hernan Diaz. Um, who is a, uh, a Chilean. Um, so I was just looking because I was like, why is there a not a Chile? Oh, it's an England flag. So we'll talk about that. I was that just in looking a at that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute because I think we, we know who that is. Um, so we're going to just talk through the um, the winning list. Um, so Hernan flew Republic. He's flown the three Siege of Coruscant arcs. He's flown then Bo-Katan in a gauntlet as the six-point filler to uh, as a six-point ship and then slider was dedicated now this is interesting because that is just a huge amount of board real estate being taken up with three medium bases and a large base and then a little slip slipping about the place at the back ship picking up points grabbing crates just quietly going about their business while you've got an absolute firing line of death coming across the board at you. So How many Bo-Kat- of the Siege of Coruscant arcs have veteran tail gunner? Do they all have it? All of them, yes. All of them. <laughs> yes, it is on all of them. So that's like <laughs> everything can double tap there. In, the- in, in theory. In theory, yeah, yeah. If your opponent is polite enough to put half the list behind you and half the list in front of you, then yeah, everything can double tap. Um, yeah, but, but you're yeah. quite likely to get maybe one or two off a turn, aren't you? Oh After yeah, the first engagement anyway. Oh, absolutely. So like Oddball, Wolf, and Jag, we kind of know what they do um, because they're kind of all over the place at the minute. Bo-Katan is a little bit um, is a little bit less common. Um, so Bo-Katan in a gauntlet. Um, in Republic is after you fully execute a manoeuvre you can gain a deplete token to choose an object in your front arc at range 1 to 2 and if you do another friendly ship may perform a lock action to lock that object now normally I would look at this and be like why would I switch off my 3 dice gun with a gauntlet and turn it into a 2 dice gun but then when you look at the sync synchronized combo of the three arcs so if you do a maneuver and give oddball a lock then oddball has lock and focus and then oddball shoots which allows jag to acquire a lock which wolf can then spend to give jag another lock back and then Bo-Katan shoots a two-dice attack. So you basically make your three arcs double-modded at the price of Bo-Katan dropping from a three-dice attack to a two-dice attack. Um, and that all said, Bo-Katan can then, um, you know, is going to be shooting at a four anyway, so just before Jag. So, you know, yeah, there's just so many happy things floating about in here. Um, a lot of token sharing, so the the arcs are all, you know, if you don't have to spend your focus, it becomes a communal defensive focus. Why not? But everybody's got nine or ten health. The gauntlet, healthiest ship in the game with 11 behind two greens. And then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just so much beef. Like, And I can see why it wins, because I think everybody looks at it and goes, I have to joust it, because all I can do is joust it, because it takes up so much board space. It's going to dominate scenarios hugely. Like, it's just hugely, hugely dominating scenarios as well because of the size and the number of things. It can just block everything up and stop you getting off to tag objectives and stuff. Ugh, right, nasty. It's a whole load of chunk in it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't know how to play against that. And I'm glad Willow agrees with us. I'm not sure what she said there, but it sounded like it was entirely the right <laughs> she kind of thing. Heard him. That's what made me laugh. She just shouted, can you buy my ball? No, do it yourself. <laughs> um, right. So, I mean, I, I really like that list. Um, I don't think I would ever use a, a tournament because I'd just be terrified that I would park something on a rock the first time I flew against somebody who knew how to turn zero against medium and, and large bases and then lose horribly while I got murdered. But, like, if you're confident with your ability to turn zero and fly that around in an asteroid field, because everybody's going to just create a dense asteroid field somewhere and make, try and make you come through it with your, your big ships. So um, well done to Hernan. Genuinely well done. That's amazing. Now, the person that nice came second... a little bit different as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I love it. The person that came second, Joaquin Gonzalez, is, is from the Mandos, which is a... Uh, they are Milton Keynes way-ish. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he is, uh, so we, we see him at um, STOs, we see him at a load of store events. He's obviously gone back to Chile to support this or whether he was there um, anyway. Uh, and this just happened to coincide with him being uh, back home. But um, he's Chilean national um, who lives in the UK. Um, he's come second. Um, so it should be said that I think they ran, was it four rounds into cut? Uh, yeah, so they've four rounds into a top four cut. Um, so he's got into cut, gone to top table and lost. And he flew. You'll like this one, Ben. Mornaki in a decimator. <laughs> Rear Admiral Shiranu in a decimator. And then Tomax Bren and Major Rhymer in bombers. So we'll just uh, we'll just skip merrily across the loadout. So Rack and Mornaki have both got trick shots. You've got a Darth Vader on Morna Key, a Minister Tua, which is uh, free reinforces once you're damaged, uh, on Rack. You've got Death Troopers Agile Gunner on Rack. You've got Agile Gunner, and then you've got Concussion Bombs and Thermal Detonators. You've got um, Electronic Baffle, and then Morna Key's got Dauntless. So, yeah, double reinforced Morna Key, potentially double reinforced Shiranu. Does Tua allow you to double reinforce? And I don't know if it's a reinforce action or not. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Just have a quick look. Uh, at the start of the engagement phase, you perform a red reinforce action. So you yeah. still have single reinforce, but you get your other actions anyway. Um, this one, uh, Rack doesn't have Dauntless, though, so is possibly going to be trying to scoot uh, around the outside of the battle while Morna gets rammed into the middle with her reinforced shenanigans and her Vader and her... Um, the Death Troopers is there. Anyway, um, then Tomax. Got Vader uh, for three. as well, aren't they? So you can ram into yeah. something, Vader him and all that nonsense. Oh, yeah. Do all of the nonsense and then fly out and drop concussion bombs and not care because you're a decimator. Um, I mean, there's a lot of bombs here. So you've got two bombers, one with thermals, one with bomblet generator, and then the two decimators, uh, one with thermals, one with concussion bombs. So there is very clearly a strategy um, at play here. Uh, which is um, I'm going to smash into you, fire a whole load of shots at you, and then fly out the other side and drop bombs on your head while I turn around so that you're taking damage and I'm not. Um, he's got Magpulse warheads. He's got a feedback ping, and he's got delayed fuses so that he can leave a device sitting around for feedback ping to trigger to give locks for the bombers for when they turn back in. I really like this. There's a whole load of nice little shenanigans going on in this. Um, on top of Death Troopers and Darth Vader, which is just <laughs> the most horrible of combinations. I mean, stick two double death, stick, stick two decimators in the middle of the board, and you know, just cycle them out. When one of them gets hurt, just blast it away. Um, yeah, it's really good, really nice. I always love uh, seeing decimators on the table. They, they, they just think they look cool. Yeah, like great. they look like what the name suggests they would look like. Yeah, they're really good. Um, I can, however, see how Hernan's list beat this. Mm. Um, those double modded um, arcs and gauntlet shots, just piling the hurt into those decimators. Um, they've got the hole to not care about the shenanigans and to just 
use their ability to generate mods from nothing. So even if they do get a car parked and bumped, um, Oddball can still start the chain by handing out locks and from his red focus actions and stuff like that as well. So yeah, it's um, I can see I can see what beats the decimators, but it's not a lot of the stuff that's commonly in the meta. But um, yeah, so well done to Joaquin. I know he got an invite for Worlds, and so he's coming to Worlds. So I think it passed down because Hernan already had one. Um, so we might see triple arcs and uh, a gauntlet at Worlds if Hernan already a, had an invite. It was a Worlds Open qualifier, so top four would have got it. Ah, cool, cool. Yes, you're all right. You are right. Um, should we talk about the scum list that got third? I was just looking at that now. It's got my boy in it as well. Go on, go on. You read it out. It's got my boy, Liam McKay. So it's um, Bosk in the Z95. You've got Dirge in the Rogue class. You've got Old T in the Fang. My boy, Liam McKay in the Y-Wing. And then Fen Rao in the Fang as well. Um, yeah. It's very brave to bring the, uh, the Fangs. Uh, I know I can't keep them alive long enough. I mean... This is a high initiative list. It's a sneakily high initiative list because Lima's a five, Fens a six, Terox a five, Dirge is a five, Bosk is a four. So there's a lot of initiative killing going on here, isn't there? And I mean, you put Lima out on a flank and you say, either look at my fangs and let me boost into range one and do my fang nonsense with you, um, or turn away and let me do that from behind you. Um, it's amazing how many people just ignore the Y Wing. Yeah. I, I suppose, though, it's only three points in it. It's was... three points, and a single modded or a double modded plasma torpedo yeah. isn't as scary as it could be. But, you know, you only need to send one ship after it. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's you know, if it's in anyone's arc, you don't get the nonsense going on. Yeah. Anyone's front arc. I yeah, made yeah. that mistake when I played against uh, uh, the old master. Uh, uh, he was like, and now I get my uh, free lock, or was it a free focus, where, whichever one lock. it is? I went, no, you don't. You're in my HMP's arc. And he went, not the front arc. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Rules. Rules. Just, why do I have Rules. to know all of your cards as well as my own? Imagine if you read the whole card, Liam. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I like this list. I look at this list and I think, yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting little shenanigan-filled thing going on here. You know, you've got Basically, it's, at its best, isn't it? You got three very strong pieces in in Dirge and the two Fangs. You got a really good distraction Y wing. I like the fact that the good Y wings in factions are now distraction Y wings because you've got Hollow Canned in Rebels, who is a three point advanced proton torpedo carrying. If you don't shoot me, I will boost in and five dice you um, after you kill one of my mates. And Lima is basically yeah, well, a couple of turns later because you need to get out. <laughs> Outside of range two of Fair. somebody, <laughs> but um, then you've got um, Don't then you've got to read the cards. <laughs> <laughs> you've got dirge. Now it's not good dirge. This is reinforcing dirge, not um, come back to life dirge. But still, he's still good with proton cannons. You've got the two fangs, which are just really good with fearless and predator on Fen Rao. How to make sure your five dice bangers actually do five dice banging is to put Predator and Fearless on there. And he's got Mando Optics as well. Yeah, so he's going to have a lock. He'll lock um, if you don't get away from me, I am going to hurt you. Yeah, and yeah, Beskar reinforced plating on both of them to keep them alive. The only thing these things don't like is bombs because um, they can't really do much about that. But That old um, T with Crackshot is dirty as well. Yeah. Flies in, gets rid of tokens, and then Crackshot's the one natural evade roll. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good, good bit of uh, good bit of thing for Scum there. Good to see them doing well. Um, rounding out the um, the top four is um, so sorry that was uh, Carlos Monia, and then rounding out the top four is uh, Maurizio Montecinos Cobrani, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, he's flying <clears throat> Imperials, uh, and he's flown. It's a, it's a like. It's three bombers, Vader and Rampage in a heavy. I was like going, and a TIE fighter. I was like, no, it's not a TIE fighter. That's Rampage. Uh, so Rampage with Lone Wolf, synced laser cannons and target assist and agile gunner. Then Boy Vader and then uh, Rhymer, Jonas and Tomax with saturation salvo barrage rockets. So the um, the big bad wolf of early, early points. 
um, has come back, but paired up with Rampage, which we didn't often see that four points was usually something like Fifth Brother or an Interceptor or something. But um, interesting to see Rampage in that slot. It's an interesting take. We haven't seen a lot of Rampage at all. Uh, The only tie heavy I've really seen is... uh, I forgot his name. Toby's going to kill me. Double, double, the double tap. Yeah, what's rampage do? It gives you a strain or something. After you execute a speed three to four maneuver, you can choose a ship in your turret arc at range not to one. If you do that, ship gains a strain or two strains if you're damaged. So, okay, so you eat them in there at I four, and it's after you execute, not fully execute. So you smash them into something. Um, then you give them a strain or two. And then you shoot them with barrage rockets from range three when they've got their no range bonus and they're strained. Um, yeah, that seems like a fairly simple enabler to a rather nasty alpha strike that's nasty enough anyway. And it's just like powering it up because you've got Vader at six, uh, Rhymer at four, Jonas at four, and uh, Tomax Tom Brown at five. And then so basically, it just punches the living death out of you at initiative four, at four, five, and six. Seems good, right? Should have been late in my boy. <laughs> well done for doing well with a list that wasn't hand, but it's not good enough. Should have been late. <laughs> Should have been my um, boy. I was just looking if you could still run anything like that list because it was fun. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, just looking down, the, the, the highest finishing Han came sixth, went three and one, but didn't make cut on um, on MOV, uh, sorry, on strength of schedule. Uh, so yeah, came sixth. Um, and then another one in eight, I think. Uh, no, no, that wasn't a Han. That was just a, a rebel <laughs> list that included two B-wings. Let's just take a moment and recognize here that we've got Gina Moonsong, Braylon Stram, Hollow and Wedge Antilles in an A-Wing and Luke Skywalker Battle of Yavin. Um, so pretty cool. A um, couple of B-Wings with the old um, bit of swarm tactics, bit of uh, get somebody else up to five, bit of torps, bit of cannons, bit of double tapping going on there with fire control systems. It's all good. <laughs> I, I don't believe in B-Wings still. I just think they'll melt. Um, other than the, the, the scary two green dice one that we heard about last week from the spoilers um but i mean this is this is genuinely interesting because like the highest finishing resistance is like down in 13th place on evens on two and two which is you know the it's it's the 40s 70s plus something else um list um the highest finishing separatist and only separatist player um was uh sam wessel dirge general grievous and dgso 47 in a hmp gunship a uh, little four-ship separatist list. Up the Roomba. <laughs> does 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 Sam Wessel count as one ship or two? I think Sam was notorious. Sam counts as two ships. It's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great to see events going off um, around the world. It's great to see that the game is continuing to grow and expand. So well done to Chile. Uh, well done to Hernan again, and. Um, just shout out to um, Joaquin. Uh, well done to him for coming second and getting his invite. Uh, we'll see you at Worlds, uh, any of you that are going. Right, that's games. What else have we got to talk about today? Other than Liam telling me his dietary requirement for the Sith Taker Open is sausages. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen a man eat sausages like Liam can. I mean... Some pounds you can watch. <laughs> Ten pound to help get him Liam to world. Um, Maybe you should run a sausage competition instead. <laughs> Sponsor me per sausage. <laughs> For every sausage you eat on the Saturday morning of the Sith Taker Open, I will give you one pound towards your world trip. Oh, you stupid man! I'm just going <laughs> to buy four boxes of cocktail sausages now. <laughs> yeah, you never specified size. Yeah, I also haven't written it down, so whatever. It's been recorded, though. It's recorded, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. It was the man sitting next to me. Stole my microphone. Quick, do your Mickey Mouse impression. They'll think it's Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh dear, that was the worst impression I've ever heard in my life when I listened back to it. I thought it sounded <laughs> all right at the time I was doing it. And then when I listened back, I was like, what's this weird Northern Irish Geordie Mickey Mouse <laughs> hybrid going on? What is I'm actually a man Randy Savage was pretty bad before, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. I mean, do, doing wrestlers doing bits is um, is pretty easy because you just basically pretend like you've smoked 20 more of a red every day for your entire <laughs> life and shout. And it's basically that, that's basically it. Um, Are you insulting Hulkamania? What, Hulk- Hulkamania? <laughs> That's him in it, he just shouts in. Why, why, don't, why don't you tell me what you think about Hulkamania? Sounds ace. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing some weird impression for you. No? Liam, have you no. got a favourite? Have you got a favourite wrestler you want to tell me about? Orange Cassidy. Liam, it doesn't matter what your favourite wrestler is. <laughs> See, we all knew something stupid was coming. Do you remember when he did a song? I knew, I knew it was coming, but he doesn't know Orange Cassidy is, but I implore you all to check him out. He's very, <laughs> very uh, low energy, which is me. <laughs> is he the one who d- wrestles with his hands in his pockets? Yep. I right. like the one who so... does the nope. Oh. <laughs> I could imagine you doing the nope. I don't move quick enough, mate. <laughs> so my, my, my my best mate is a is a wrestling referee. Um so he goes around all the kind of um like the little promos around the north of England, like some from like Carlisle across to the northeast and you know, down as far as Leeds and stuff. And he's the guy in the black and white shirt in the industrial estate with, you know, thirty five people while, you know, wrestlers are doing their thing just for the love of it and it's like it's truly is a the the most bizarre but wonderfully (laughs) british hobby like you know and what's really funny is i said to him would you be interested in taking it further and he went no i'm too big i was like what what do you mean he was like i'm six foot two and and i've got a big beard like i'm bigger than some of the big guys who've been billed up as like this monster you know it's like you know here he comes at six foot four weighing in at 350 pounds and it's like and then a guy walks out and the referee's looming over him and the ref's like well i'm only six foot two and not that heavy and i'm bigger than him so i don't know what's (laughs) going on you know but um yeah oh it's brilliant it's brilliant anyway we're not a wrestling podcast so as much as i want to do more interrupting people by pretending to be the rock um that was supposed to be the rock was it I don't take enough steroids to do it properly. No, so. That was the pebble that was, mate. It sounded nothing like him. <laughs> exactly. If I took more steroids, I'd be more like the rock. But as it is, I'm just a bit of grit, I think. Whoa, he's never admitted that. Totes natty. Totes natty. Totes natty. Right. Uh, I don't think we've got anything else really to talk about tonight. So, I mean, nope. I'll say we'll wrap up early. because We have started late, so it is going to be a short one. Um, we've got... Um, couple of events coming up which uh so as we said um a few of the guys um ben you're going over to northern ireland mm-hmm. um to play in their store championship if you win the invite are you coming to world no so you're not going to win the invite no good good on you um what was the uh the other one is the i've said the one down in basingstoke and then tim's event is on the 28th or is it the very first weekend in february 27th. my brain's gone 27th thank yeah. you tim Liam, um, liam's is the first uh, weekend in feb yeah, the and third, then, yeah. so yours is on the saturday the third and then we've got the element legends on the sunday the fourth um yeah. so we have got a lot of kind of pre-event events coming up where element have um kind of said oh we've got an empty quarter hall X-Wings turn, that's how many people turn up but we have told them that it's on the same weekend as another event that we're all kind of going to be trying to get to so um, maybe they'll move it, maybe they'll stick something else in, maybe they'll just run it and four people will turn up and somebody will get their name on the wall as an element legend and we'll we'll all be really confused again um, I think me and, well I think Toby's going and he asked me if I wanted to go so there's a chance I'm going to that as well Okay, cool cool. Uh, I'm going to try and get along to either yours or that and i'll be honest that one's more likely due to it being closer but it depends if freddy's it depends if freddy's got a (laughs) rugby game that's the other thing um because i have to i have to do dad taxi duties on sundays now 
have to go and stand in a cold field watching them not really playing rugby but just running around a bit. Does um, he pay you? Does he pay me? Yeah, to take uh, him. Un- in, in undying love and affection, but if you talk about hard cash, no, absolutely not. Then you're not a he definitely mug. takes more than he gets back. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Rude. Right. That's, um, that's what kids do, man. Yeah. Little parasites that they are. <laughs> Sometimes they come and hug you and make you think like they really like you so they can get what they want. I know, and it works every single like, time. Oh, you're my favourite. Can, <laughs> can we share some ice cream together? <laughs> yeah, of course we can. Why don't we just get the whole part out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just a bit scary. It's a bit scary how much they've got me twisted around their little fingers, and they're only tiny. <laughs> but um, right, so I think that's us then for tonight. Um, have you got any shout outs you want to do, Ben? Um, just, just all the guys from the club. Again. Well, I had fun when I was there last time. I hadn't been for a while. Yeah, it was nice to so see was, you again. And do you know what? It was nice, actually. A shout-out to Tim, because me and Tim played um, Aerodome, called. Um, and it was just a nice, fun game. We were just having a laugh together. and It was very, like, not serious. Because usually when me and Tim play, we're on, like, proper practice games. So we, like, sometimes we'll roll things back. Or, like, if a dice roll goes really sort of un- unrealistically, we'll be like, okay, well, we'll call that two damage work. But Aerodome, we were just messing about and giggling, even when it was going wrong for a, like one of the other people. Yeah, good. I'll maybe have a go at that at some point. I no, was going to say, you, you know, you know that Tim's about to head off to a big event when he makes some um, special guest star appearances down at club night on a Tuesday. It's like, gotta get my reps in. Gotta get my reps in. I think we played about two or three rounds of this aerodome um aerodome is it called aerodome tim yeah aerodome yeah, yeah it's yeah. um wade pinch um pincher i think is a guy Pache. from america yeah, Pache, yeah is it yeah so it's uh, then, no it's it's good good fun little game so we'll be playing some more of it no doubt and i have uh, bought a ticket at for adepticon so if i don't make day two of x-wing i am gonna be playing aerodome yeah, it was good fun. We probably had about five or six games, I think. Yeah, and we, we hadn't really gotten into all of it. We were still figuring out things, so it was fun. Yeah, so Aerodrome was designed by Wade Pichet, who was one of the FFG design team. So if you've ever looked at somebody's BB-8 templates or Black 1 templates or R2-D2 templates that they won in the kind of 2016 to 2019 period of um, of X-Wing um at Euros and system opens and things. Wade was the guy who designed all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, he has a lot of design chops of making stuff that looks really cool. So um, I'll be interested to give it a game at some point in the future, for sure, for sure. Cool. Um, so that's your shout-outs. Um, Liam, any shout-outs from you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the guys that come down to Boarding Brum and all those that have purchased to get to my event. Uh, I just want to see people come down and enjoy some X-Wing and walk away with some cool prizes. And if Tim comes down, he's going to walk away, win some cool prizes, and I'm going to have to win them back at his event. And it's become it's going to become a constant push and pull between us as we just trade prizes for our own fundraisers. Every so often, somebody else comes and wins something and it doesn't go back into the prize pool, but mostly it'll just be in the prize pool, right? But that's when me and Tim meet him in this car park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm just going to shout out again, um, Steve Bolton, for the lovely message um, and all of the other people. Um, so, uh, people that don't really listen to the podcast, but um, Mark Myers and a couple of other people who've kind of reached out to me and talk to me um out of um a, a circling pit of i'm not good enough why i'm even bothering i might just cancel my ticket so i'm not really looking forward to going to chicago and playing at least four games of x-wing um and then doing some other stuff um if i'm not feeling it or going oh, i'm gonna play x-wing forever and grind as many of whatever the cool things i can find on the prize wall are um we have found out some stuff about the prize wall by the way but we'll talk about that when we're getting a little bit more wound up towards worlds in the in the near future um 
but they have put rules in to stop people from gaming the prize wall too much. Apparently, there is an upper limit on tickets you can claim. Sad, raging. How, how have they figured that one? Uh, they're just limiting the number of times you can claim tickets in a day. Oh, well, I've already found a way around that. Okay. Well, don't tell anyone or everyone will try and do it. Um, right. On that note, um, I'm going to say goodbye from Liam. Toodles. We're going to say goodbye from Ben. Bye. Uh, we're going to say goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs> Et le papi. <laughs> I think I'm tired. I think you should shut up. Just for shut a minute. Up. Let me do okay. the intro. Three, two, one. Go, Rich, you're on. <laughs> ben, you're going to need to mute yourself. Get a willow in the background. She's a lovely child, don't be mean to her. Still don't need to hear her. Should be seen, not heard. (laughs) 